0: All right, we want to uh, greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you all for coming tonight, and uh, we look forward to sharing with you the things that the Lord has laid on my heart to share. All right. So, you know, whenever we come to the Lord... We have to we have to um, become new creatures. we have to find a different way to deal with things maybe different than what we have dealt with them before. And so by a show of hands, how many of us love confrontation? Just love confrontation. You don't mind somebody being in your face and you don't mind being in their face you don't have a problem at all with making sure everybody understands your point. How many of you are naturally like that? How many of you know somebody like that? Most of us do. And it's that individual we normally duck and dodge. So unless you're just crazy, you don't like confrontation. It's just just not naturally a part of you. And so when you are out in the world, (laughs) I'm going to show you that before the night is over with that that some of you actually do like confrontation just in a different way. It's not the in-your-face confrontation. It's a very sneaky confrontation. And today, if the Lord say the same, we're going to be talking about that spirit of passive aggressiveness. And before it's all said and done, my prayer is that we understand what it really is And how it functions, and I'll start off by telling you that anybody that deals with that, uh, don't leave here with it, because at its core, passive aggressiveness is a lying spirit. Does everybody understand that? Now, let's I'm gonna read an article just real briefly so that we'll understand what it is, and it's a lady who is a social worker, a licensed social worker. Her name is Sine Whitson. I want to give her, of course we have to give her credit for writing this article, so everybody give it up for for Sign Whitson. <laughs> but I was looking up this article because passive aggressiveness is something that psychiatrists and psychologists deal with. Uh, that's one of the things that they, help people through. Now, usually by the time a person have gone to a psychiatrist or psychologist to deal with this behavior, it is because they have already lost several relationships, have already ruined their reputation, and somebody have finally told them about themselves. It reminds me of that vision that Brother Junior told me some years ago that he had where he was sitting at the table, it actually wasn't a vision, it was real life. He was sitting at the table and the Lord had had a a glass of water there and the Lord came in and sat at the table with him and poured dirt in that water or sand and it sunk down to the bottom and he lifted it up to show him, you know, that's how people are. Uh, You know, it's all at the bottom. If you if you can't see the bottom, then you drink from that cup of water, that glass of water, because it appears to be clean. And that's the way people are. They're fine with all that dirt at the bottom. Nobody knows because nobody's looking deep enough to see the dirt. But then he said the Lord stuck his finger in there and stirred the water up. And he said now it's not clean, it's dirty. It's, it, it's He said, and that's the way people are. The, the, the dirt is there all the time. They walk around looking clean because nobody's looking deep enough. But you stir them up. Just tell them something they don't want to hear. You see, everybody get along as long as they're hearing what they want to hear. Does everybody understand that? Everybody got a good marriage. As long as ain't nobody rubbing somebody else the wrong way. As long as everything is 50-50. Does everybody understand that? Everybody get along. Everybody, and do you know that this world is built on false relationships does everybody understand what I mean false relationships your best friend is your best friend because they ain't never done you nothing They, they manage to bob and weave around your emotions they manage to make it through your little tests without testing you so that's your best friend Except it ain't. Does everybody understand that? You know who Jesus' best friend was? Judas. He was tested. The rest of them were just going right along with what Jesus wanted to do. Just, you know, they're not upsetting the program or nothing. But his first best friend was the one that caused him to crucify his flesh. Does everybody understand that? You know, your best friend ain't the one that's, that's getting along with you all the time, that's letting you have your way and letting you do what you want to do and letting you vent. And that's not your best friend. Your best friend is the one that's going to make you have to shut up. That's the one that's going to make you have to bite your tongue and hold it and let you know for real that God have actually done something for you. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so this article. So, so we, we see now where we're going. That passive aggressiveness. That's, let's read this article. It's, it's an article. and th- These are six telltale signs of passive aggressive behavior. So we're going to read this article now. It says, call it hostile cooperation. Everybody hear that? Hostile Cooperation, sugar-coated hostility, or compliant defiance. Does everybody hear that? Hostile cooperation, sugar-coated hostility, or compliant defiance. Not now, to me. That individual that lives in that place, that's a miserable individual. You you have to be miserable to pretend to go along when you really don't go along. So what does that tell you you're living? A lie. You're living a lie when you're pretending to go along and you don't go along, you don't. Listen, I know for a fact that I, I preach to people, I know people all over the world, Watch this ministry, but I don't think for one minute that all of them actually believe everything that I preach. I don't think for, and ain't one of them going to come to me with the word now. It's some of you even sitting here tonight that have confessed with your own mouth, you know, while we were sitting in and talking. Brother Bolton, I had a problem with that when I heard you preach it. You might confess that a year later. Now, here is the thing. For those of us that might be still in that ballpark. Here's the thing you have to ask yourself. If you know that the word of God is true. If you know that the word of God is true. Then how is it you can disagree with it? Don't you know you would have to be a child of the devil. To come and hear the word. And then reject it knowing that your very soul hangs in the balance because of it. The apostles say that you've rejected the counsel of God against yourself. Does everybody understand that? So I'm trying to show you how what passive aggressiveness looks like in church. I go to church because this is where I've been going. I don't agree with everything that's said. Is it my word? Is my name in your Bible? So who is it that you really don't agree with? I'm trying to show you the, the demon of passive aggressiveness. You know what? You, you know the difference between somebody that don't understand and somebody that just just passive aggressive. If somebody don't understand, they gonna come and say, "Brother Bolton, I heard what you said about this. I, I I don't see it yet. Can you show me some? Can you show me something else to help me to get a better understanding?" But well, not that passive aggressive devil. It understands very well, but it's not ready to crucify its flesh. So it pretends to go along as if it's really wanting to try and really wanting to crucify its flesh, but it has no interest. I'm just not there yet. I'll tell you this. Don't you stand before God having heard the truth and not being there yet. You better get there. Does everybody understand that? Passive aggressiveness is not sneaking into heaven, just like it can't sneak around me. Does everybody understand that? And there's so many behaviors. It's a sneaky, a sneaky demon. It has to be sneaky. Does everybody understand? Look at what it says. Hostile what? Cooperation. Hostile cooperation. Sugar-coated hostility and compliant defiance. Call it all of the above along with these synonymous phrases. The term passive aggression is an oxymoron. Does everybody understand what oxymoron is? It's one word on the side of another that you put together, but they don't go. They don't go together. They're really just the opposite. If somebody is passive, then how can they be aggressive? How can it be Jesus Christ and let you slap him in the face and pull a beard out and then be Mike Tyson at the same time? Does everybody understand that? That's what an oxymoron is. It's two completely different things put side by side and in the same person. Does everybody understand? All right, let's go ahead and keep reading. Passive aggressiveness, passive aggressive behavior does not alternate between passive behavior and aggressive behavior, but rather combines them simultaneously into one behavior that is both confounding and irritating to others. Passive-aggressive behavior exists around the world and at every socioeconomic level. It is a deliberate and masked way of expressing covert feelings of anger. Did everybody everybody hear that? It is a deliberate. Nobody is passive-aggressive by accident. It understands exactly what it is doing. Does everybody understand that? It is deliberate. Let me make this clear: passive-aggressive behavior is something that needs to be repented of. It's not something that you just stumble upon, and, and if you hear it preached, you just think, "Oh, I, I didn't know I was that." No, you know you're passive-aggressive. You might not understand what the term is to what to call the behavior, but you understand very well because you have to be that way on purpose to be that way. It is deliberate. Listen, and a masked way of expressing covert feelings of anger. Covert means undercover. It is a masked way of expressing anger. It ain't. It's not confrontational. That's what makes it passive. But at the same time, it is confrontational. It's under the radar. Does everybody understand that? Passive-aggressive, a uh, passive-aggression involves a variety of behaviors designed to get back at another person without the other recognizing the underlying anger. Does everybody hear that? It's a way of getting back. Where's the Holy Spirit in that? Where does he dwell? Where is he at when you plotting and scheming how you going to get back at somebody? Just in your own little slick way, I'm going I'm to get back. Isn't that something now? Uh, but you come to church and raise your hands and praise God. And all somebody got to do is tell you something you don't want to hear or give you a command about something and you're going to halfway do it. That's passive aggressive behavior. Does everybody understand that? And let me say this before, while it's on my mind. You know, my wife and I, uh, we went to somebody's house some years ago, it seemed like. And uh, we were going there to correct this person. They knew that we were coming there to do that, and they were supposed to have been cooking dinner. Except they didn't cook enough. Because they didn't like the correction. And on purpose, didn't cook enough. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they ended up repenting afterwards. But I'm trying to show you what passive aggressive behavior looks like. It, it doesn't like something, so it's going to purposely do something to let you know in its own little slick subtle way I don't like something. It it ain't going to come right out and tell you. That's what makes it a lying spirit. Does everybody understand that? So you have to have at least two spirits to to carry this behavior. You have to have a lying spirit and you have to have a spirit of maliciousness. Malice. I'm a lie? That's what makes me passive. Passive. But I have a spirit of malice. That's what makes me aggressive. I, I I'm I'm not the type. You know, don't and, and you'd be surprised. The quietest person is the one that's passive aggressive. The, the, the quiet one, the one that say they quiet. They not quiet. You know, I, I I've heard people say, you know, I, I'm quiet. I don't talk much. <laughs> that's a lie. You you talk a lot. You you might not open your mouth and talk, but your actions are saying a lot. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, we as believers, we better start acting like we serve a God that judges by our actions, that know our hearts. I don't care how you think you got other people fooled. God knows our hearts. He knows the little crooked little junk that's in there. He knows all that little malice that we got. We, we have to walk with a pure heart before God. That's why, that's why the Lord have me talking about passive aggressiveness now. Because it's not something that you're going to be able to continue to grow in the Lord with. You're going to have to get rid of it. Does everybody understand that? The Lord is not pleased with that. The Bible tells us to lie not to one another. If I, if I really feel like I have something, like if I feel like I'm being mistreated by you, then I ought to be able as a believer to come to you as a believer and say, you know, I, I feel like this ain't right. But here's the thing about passive aggressiveness, on, on being on the other side of it. It leaves no room for the other person to correct their behavior. It leaves no room for for the other person to say, you know what, I, you're right, I, I, I did overstep. I'm sorry, I, I could get... I could, I, I could do things better towards you. But you know that passive aggressive behavior, you, you know what makes it, one of the things that make it a, a lying spirit and a deceptive spirit, it knows that it's wrong to begin with. That's why it's not interested in, in working anything out. I don't want to ask you, I don't want to talk about this because I know I'm wrong. Does everybody understand that? A uh, uh, individual that really think they've been wronged, I mean according to the word of God, they ain't got no problem talking about it. but when they know that they they're they're wrong, that's what makes them go covered, in other words, undercover. I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm gonna continue to punch you in the gut about it. I'm gonna make you, does everybody understand that? It, it, that passive aggressive person ain't interested in Bible at all. Ain't interested in book, chapter, and verse at all because they know they're wrong to begin with. Does everybody understand that? They, they just, in their own subtle way, they want their way, and they know that that way is contrary to the Word of God. So let's keep reading here. Now, you would think, I don't know if this lady is a Christian or not, uh, but it's amazing how psychiatrists, the devil, don't reach their offices. <laughs> That folks' behavior are uh, uh, out of this world, and they understand that. That's what they're there for to try to fix your demons naturally. So, <laughs> does everybody understand that? All right, passive aggression involves a variety of behaviors designed to get back at another person without the other recognizing the underlying anger. In the long run, passive-aggression can be destructive as relationships with a person who is passive-aggressive become confusing, discouraging, and dysfunctional. Passive-aggression is often motivated by a person's fear of expressing anger directly. The passive-aggressive person believes life will only get worse if other people know of this anger, so he expresses anger indirectly. In other words, in our terms, that passive aggression aggressive person is afraid of expressing how they really feel because they know it's contrary to the word. They don't have to be angry, just indifferent. They, they know the way I feel, I know that it goes against the word of God. I, this is not a genuine, I don't have a genuine complaint in the courtroom of God. I know I don't. God's still working on me so I'm going to continue my little slick ways I'm going to continue to aggravate and frustrate you whoever is directed towards does everybody understand that I'm going to continue to be ugly I'm going to continue to be malicious I'm telling you you need to call it what it is maybe you'll stop playing with that devil once the Lord exposes it tonight Is not looking for, to resolve anything. That's a dangerous person to, be, to even be around. That, that's the reason why their relationships don't last. That's the reason why they really never get close to people. Because they can't be honest to begin with. I can't tell you how I really feel because it might look retarded to you. I tell you, I tell you we as believers, let's start thinking this way. If while I'm up here preaching, you, you want to just come up in and knock the daylights out of me, you'll answer for it in heaven. You've already done it. So you don't need to think that, that as long as I can just withhold my actions, your actions start in your heart. There are going to be a lot of people in hell for committing adultery that never laid down in adultery but it was in their hearts. And this is this is the issue with passive aggressiveness. They lived a lie, they've managed to fool people, and people just think they quirk and, they're, okay, so yeah, that's just them. You know, you, you pay attention to them long enough, they appear to be jerks. You just think, well, you're just having a bad day, that's the reason why this is that way, you're that way. And people just brush it off. Oh, that's just them. I don't do that. That's a devil there that need to be cast out. I don't, I don't accept dysfunction. I, I know that it's not of the spirit of God. And it has to be exposed. Does everybody understand that? So we need to get out of this idea of hiding, of thinking that we're hiding. We need to get away from this idea of thinking we're getting away with something. Because we manage to just be quiet and not really express how we really feel. God will tell you to your face. Your thoughts are louder louder than your words that you speak through your mouth. The things that are in your heart, that reaches heaven before your words do. Does everybody understand that? Now, if you know that you serve that type of God, then you know your actions need to line up with where your heart is. Does everybody understand that? You, you need to be a, a pure-hearted individual. And I'm telling you today, in today's culture, that's very rare for people to be pure and real You've heard me say before, I, I'm the type of person, I, that's just who I've always been. I ain't have to get saved to be that way. If I just don't like a person's personality, or whatever the case is, I just won't be around them. Nothing against them, I just, I just, I just won't be around you, that's all. But passive-aggressive people, they're just the opposite. They'll go out of their way to prove they ain't got nothing in their heart towards somebody, and the whole time they do. Does everybody understand that? Hmm. All right. So the passive aggressive person believes life will only get worse if other people know of his anger, so he expresses anger indirectly. Six of the most common behaviors people use to express their anger indirectly include number one, verbally denying anger. In other words, verbally denying how they really feel. When asked, are you angry? The passive aggressive person will almost always say no because they don't feel comfortable with anger or conflict. They verbally deny these emotions as a way of life. Yet their outward behavior often betrays what they are holding inside. They lie with their mouth, but their actions show you what exactly is there. Does everybody understand that? The number two behavior withdrawing and sulking. Though admitting their anger, angry feelings outright feels too uncomfortable, the passive aggressive person shows their true emotions through behaviors such as withdrawing, sulking, in other words feeling sorry for themselves, and use of the silent treatment. Passive aggressive persons are often described as brooding or quietly manipulative for how they control the emotional climate of a room without uttering a word. They ain't got to say nothing. But you can walk in the same room with them and you're gonna know something is off. You're gonna know something is wrong and they ain't got to say nothing. It's the spirit that they have. That's doing all the talking. Does everybody understand that? How many of you have ever walked into a room, maybe you went to visit a married couple or a couple or whoever, and, and when you walk through the door, they quiet, but you know you've walked into the middle of something. You know y'all just, it's, it's, it's been some arguing here. That, and that's how that passive-aggressive person is. they arguing all the time on the inside of them, on the inside of them. Every now and then they lose their cool and they blow up. And they include you in on an argument they've been having for the last week. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? That's the passive aggression and nobody can figure them you crazy. Does everybody understand? that passive-aggressive behavior now. <laughs> so they're full of turmoil. And that, I, like I said, that's a, that's a miserable person. When you sitting and arguing in your heart by yourself, the next time they tell me this, I'm going to tell them that. And they just, and you know you're miserable. They, now you miserable on the inside, and they're going on about life not knowing what's, what you're arguing about. Not knowing what's on the inside of you. Because you're a liar and you're smiling in their face. Does everybody understand that? And you think that's going to heaven? The Bible says that the tail of Satan drew a third of the stars. Talking about the angels. Now I want to show you the the daddy (laughs) of passive aggressive behavior. When he got upset with God for whatever reason, he didn't go to God to his face and say, you know what, I believe I can run this better than you. I don't like how you run it, and I want to take your place. Let's say, for instance, there's a million angels out there. Let's say three million. He had to be sneaking and and conniving around God to be able to talk a third of them and to leave him with him it wasn't just all of a sudden they understood his thoughts if they were having lunch he had to be talking in a way in his mind where God couldn't hear it's what he thought anyway does everybody understand that <laughs> that's what makes him the father of lies he was so conniving do you understand what it took for him to do what he did He had to be passive aggressive, had to be smiling in God's face as if God didn't know what he was up to. It it might have took him a million years in our time to be able to get all those angels that he was able to hook with his lies. But the whole time he had to be playing with God. Does everybody understand that? And God allowed him to play. Does everybody understand that? You know, God did then the same thing He's doing now. He allowed the devil to roam because whoever you can get, Satan, don't belong to me anyway. Does everybody understand that? Hmm. So, the passive aggressive person shows their true emotions through behavior such as withdrawal, sulking, and using and uh, use of the silent treatment, passive-aggressive persons are often described as brooding, or quietly manipulative for how they control the emotional climate of a room without uttering a word. Everybody see that? Number three: they eventually cause others to blow up. While the passive-aggressive person does not want to tell you how they are feeling, they do want you to know how they are feeling. Does everybody understand that? Did did everybody hear that? They don't want to tell you how they feel, but they want you to know how they feel. Everybody see? Firsthand, a hallmark trait of the passive-aggressive person is their ability to create in others the feelings they experience internally and to get others to act out that anger for them. (laughs) They frustrated. it. And they smiling. But by the time they get done with all of their little sneaky junk that they're doing, you're frustrated. Now they're smiling for real. But why? Because I have transferred my energy from me to you. And now you know how I feel. Isn't that something now? And when you called them out on it, what? What? Did I, I, I was in a good mood. You the one started it. <laughs> How many of you've been had like that? <laughs> I don't know. What, you, what are you talking about? What's all this anger I'm feeling? <laughs> So here's, a, here's, now here's an example that she used. Here's the mother is telling her daughter or child, a daughter, it's time to turn off the TV and start your homework. No answer. She does not respond. The daughter doesn't. So the mother walks into the room and makes eye contact uh, with the, her daughter. Honey, did you hear me? Your 15 minutes are up. It's time to turn off the TV and start your homework. And the child says, Okay. Five minutes later, the mother re-enters the room and see the child hasn't moved from her spot. And she says, I'm turning off the TV. Please go start your homework. This is what the the mother turns the TV off. And the child says, fine, I will. So then another five minutes later, the mother re-enters the room and sees the child scrolling on her phone. Mother begins to yell, how many times do I have to tell you to start your homework? Now hand me your phone and don't come back downstairs until all of your work is done. I'm sick and tired of having to remind you to be responsible. The child, geez, mom, calm down. Why do you always get so worked up about things? I finished my homework at school. Does everybody understand that? Do you see the passive aggressiveness? You have to constantly tell them stuff. That, that passive aggressive person, that's the person you always have to tell them the same thing over and, over and over and over and over and over again. And they pretend they don't understand. They pretend I can't carry out what you're telling me to do until you get frustrated. And deep down inside, they get some sick pleasure Out of giving you the same frustration that they have with being told to do something in the first place. Isn't that something? All right, number four being overtly cooperative but covertly uncooperative. Isn't that something now? As in, as in the all-too-common example above, passive aggressive, the passive-aggressive person often verbally comply with a request. They, gonna, they verbally say, I'll do it. I'm going to do, do it. And, 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 and might be smiling and, 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 you know, and in a good mood about it, as far as you can see. I'm, I'm going to do it. What you telling me to do, I'm going to do it. But behaviorally delay carrying it, it out. They take their time, or they don't do it right. Does everybody understand that? When I was, uh, when uh, my daughters were little, uh, I, you know, <laughs> I would have them, I would have them washing dishes, and especially that youngest daughter of mine, and she didn't want to wash dishes. Even as a child, she didn't want to wash dishes. You know, and I would tell them, you know, uh, I was six years old washing dishes. I, I used to stand, I couldn't even get my elbows above the sink. I would have to stand on the chair to wash dishes. So, you know, and I never thought anything bad about it. Uh, but they didn't want to wash dishes. So they just, they purposely did a poor job. And their mother would say, well, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'm telling you parents, don't you do it. You, you, you play into that passive aggressive behavior. Now, you know, if if you know me, you're going to do it until you do it right. Because when I was growing up, you just put one dirty dish in the cabinet with the rest of the clean ones. It would take you all night to take all those pots and pans and dishes and all of that out of the cabinet and wash them all. You only got to make one trip around that merry-go-round and you'll start washing, right? My parents didn't play that. You're going to do it, and you're going to do it right. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) So they they didn't give in to this passive, aggressive behavior. But now we got parents, they they do everything for their children. Because the child, I don't know. I play with my toys, but I don't know how to pick them up and put them back up. All right. says, when they do comply, the passive-aggressive person tends to carry out tasks inefficiently or below acceptable standards. For example, in, in, in illegible writing, a half-empty dishwasher, clean laundry left to wrinkle in the dryer, missed deadlines at work. That passive-aggressive person, they always late about something. They always procrastinate. And that's, that's what that is. You can think, well, Lord, just take this spirit of procrastination out of me. No, let's start with that spirit of malice. It's not, it's not procrastination. It's malice. I don't want to do it. And this is my way of showing you. Except when you're done, I'm going to give you 10 more things to do. Does everybody understand that? Number five, using email, texting, social media, and other forms of technology to avoid direct communication. And that's the reason why there are Facebook and Twitter gangsters. They hide behind social network. They hide behind text messages. They scared to have, that, and that has, that world have created a whole world full of fake people. You go on social media now and people just posting all kinds of stuff and you be thinking, where in the world did that come from? They, they are mad at a particular individual. They'll never confront that individual, never. But I'm going to put something on my, on my Facebook wall and I hope you read it. And I hope somebody that you know read it and tell you what I said. Why? Because I'm passive-aggressive. I don't know how to do like what this word says, lay my gift down at the altar and come and talk to you about it. I don't know that God's not hearing my prayers when I got something in my heart towards you. If you could see this gun I got on side of this, sitting on side of this keyboard, you leave me alone. Does anybody understand that? We're all bold sitting at the keyboard. <laughs> Believe it or not, when I was growing up, there were no text messages. Do you know people shooting other people? That's another form of passive-aggressive behavior. I can shoot you and be 50 yards from you. But if I was out in the world, you know, in my day, real men, cowards shot people. Real men was in your face. So, what did you say? I, somebody told me you said something, and I'm just trying to get an understanding. <laughs> Does everybody? I'm telling you, I've had to do that. I, I, I heard you said something. I'm just, look, man, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Where where we stand at? That's the way it was. It wasn't none of this. Look, does everybody understand that? Wasn't none of that. Wasn't no texting. Wasn't no writing. Wasn't none of that. If I had a problem with you, I was on your doorstep. That's the way real men handle stuff. because the passive-aggressive person seeks to avoid direct confrontation, they love to utilize electronic communication methods that allow them to avoid face-to-face interaction. And let me just say this. Generally, generally, and and I just want to say this especially to the people in this ministry, you know, not, not involving confrontation or anything. But let's not make it a habit to to have our relationships through this. this. This causes a lot of misunderstandings. You don't know what mood I'm in by reading words that I've typed to you. And oftentimes, you can misconstrue things just depending on the mood that you're in. So if I was supposed to come over to your house tomorrow, and, and I can't, I might, I might send you a text and say, look, brother, I, I can't come over tomorrow. And it depending on what mood you're in, that's how you're going to read it. If you're full of the Holy Ghost and you're in a good mood and you just got finished singing praise and worship music and, and got, just got off of your knees uh, praying, you, you, you'll read it exactly the way I meant it. Hey there, brother. You know, love you. God bless you. I'm not going to be able to show up tomorrow. But if you're mad, it's summertime, you're in the kitchen cooking, you're hot, you're sweating, your AEC done, ain't working no more, how are you going to read it? I ain't coming over there. Your house never clean, you don't ever offer anybody water. I'm telling you how you're reading it. <laughs> so God does not want us. Living in electronic world. when to, You know, you can't have a, a good relationship with people through text messaging. Not even over the phone. Good established relationships are established in person. I, I need to see your face. I, I can't connect with you electronically. I, I can't see the hurt on your face when you're talking about something that's near and dear to your heart it makes me disconnect from you emotionally. And it turns me into a robot, and and i.e., I don't have the love that I need to have to be able to witness to you or to receive anything from you. In my day, people went over to other people's houses. They went and visited people. Let me see how you doing. Does everybody understand that? See, hostile emails, evasive texts, vague social media posts, and, and a never-emptied voice mailbox are all ways passive-aggressive people evade direct contact. Number six, they make endless excuses. One of the most frustrating things about interacting with a passive-aggressive person is their endless list of barely plausible excuses for their behavior. For example, the hostile employee who resents being taxed with a project he feels is beneath him often misses deadlines explaining to his boss that he is unable to complete work due to caring for his ill elderly mother to question the employees reasons would be harsh and unseemly though the boss is Uh aware that the employee seems to have plenty of free time for happy hours with colleagues each week Passive aggressive persons are often experts at getting out of things they don't want to do, using reasons that no one would dare question. Learning the warning signs of passive aggressive behavior is the first line of defense in managing our own reactions and avoiding getting caught up in no win cycles of conflict. So let's go to our word now, let's go to the Bible, the 7th chapter of the book of Luke. And we're going to start reading at verse 36. says, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meat. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head. And kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it. He spake where? Where did he speak at? Saying this man. If he were a prophet. Would have known who and what manner of woman this is. That toucheth him for she is a sinner. Does everybody see that? Isn't that something? Let's read verse 36 again. And one of the Pharisees desired him. In other words, asked him to come eat with him. Come to my house and eat. Now you have to understand how, how big of a deal this was. Back then, when you sat across the table from somebody, they were your brother. It's not like it is now where we just casually go out with people. We don't care who we sit across the table from. Back then if some if these people in the Middle East and they still that way, if they sit across the table from you, they accept you as a family member. And so this Pharisee he invited Jesus Christ to his house to eat. And then read verse, verse thirty nine now Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake where? Within himself, saying what? This man if he were a prophet. Everybody, see that? You see the passive aggressive behavior? He invited the Lord to eat at his house because supposedly the Lord could do something for him, or he felt honored to have Jesus Christ sitting there, or you would think. But in his heart, he really didn't believe that not only Jesus Christ was not the Son of God, he's not even a prophet. Does everybody see that? He disbelieved. Now who, who told him to invite Jesus Christ to his house? Nobody. Why did he invite Jesus Christ to his house? To continue to find fault. And that's the reason why passive aggressive people, there's no way they can go to heaven. No way. Not if they die that way. They live in a lie to begin with. They'll invite you to their house, and you think, well, they're honoring you in some kind of way, and the whole time they can't stand you. Isn't that something now? <laughs> let's read verse 40 just for kicks. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. Is he, was the Lord passive aggressive? No, I'm going to call your behind out. I'm going to show you how it's supposed to be handled. He didn't say that within himself. Well, I hear him over there talking about me in, in his head. He, he better be glad. I'm, you know, I'm passive aggressive too. And we'll just continue to have this fake relationship. <laughs> Simon, I have somewhat to say to thee. Look what he says. And he said, Master, say on. I'm act like I ain't just finished thinking the way I thought. That's a dangerous individual to be around. Master, say on. Say on. Keep talking. I'm going to act like I'm really here for what you got to say. Isn't that something now? How's he going to heaven? (laughs) He can't even be true to himself. Does everybody understand that? So this passive aggressive behavior, it keeps a person from being corrected because they don't speak about what their behavior is really about. Does everybody understand that? You, they they, you, you, they they're not telling you what the real issue is. you just you if you're around them and, and you're seeing the behavior, you just assuming it, okay, so something is wrong. But they're not going to tell you what's wrong. They're not going to tell you, and that's what continues to make them that way. Because they're frustrated, because they know, in reality, I don't really have a case. Does everybody understand that? They, they know I, it, it would be stupid for me to even tell you what I'm angry about, so I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to transfer this anger to you by doing little stuff. I'm going to get on your nerves and get you in the same court that I'm in. Does everybody understand that? Let's go to the 22nd chapter of the book of Matthew. Let's see some more passive aggressive behavior. The 22nd chapter of the book of Matthew, and we're going to start reading at verse 23. It says, the same day came to him the Sadducees, which say that there is no resurrection. Everybody see that? That was their belief system. They didn't believe in a resurrection. So they they believe once a person died, that was it. it. So everybody understand that? That the Sadducees didn't believe that there was a resurrection. They believe when a person died, that was it. Does everybody understand that? So let's read now. And they were saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren. And the first, when he had married a wife, deceased, in other words, he died, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third unto the seventh. And last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be? of the seven for they all had her what, a verse, what does verse 23 say they didn't believe in the resurrection they believe there is no resurrection and yet they're asking him a question about resurrection isn't that something now let's go ahead and keep reading verse 29 Jesus answered and said unto them ye do error, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God everybody see that does everybody understand what he's saying there You don't know the scriptures. So he understood your error because you don't know the scripture. In other words, if you knew the scripture, you'd know there is no marriage and giving in marriage in heaven. But you also err because you don't know the power of God. Because in reality, I know you don't believe in the resurrection. So you see how it was a no-win situation? They were asking him something to trap him. They didn't even believe it themselves. Now, let me make this clear. I'm, I pay close attention to people. I've, I've saw how people in authority give a task to somebody that's under them in authority. And if the first thing they're gonna do, if they have a problem with what they've heard, they are gonna ask 100 questions. Not because they don't understand, but they don't wanna understand they understand very clearly, but they don't want to, they want to give off this illusion that they don't understand so that when they jack the job up, it can be excused. I'm telling you, I'm intending on not doing this right, and I'm laying the foundation by asking a hundred questions. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Verse 34, in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have ye not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. Everybody see that? So does everybody see this passive-aggressive behavior? Oftentimes, one of the traits of a passive aggressive person is they start things and don't finish them. Does everybody understand that? Ultimately, spiritually speaking, a passive aggressive behavior, uh, behaving person, when you pull back all of the, the curtains and you expose them for what it is, What it all boils down to is an issue with authority. That passive-aggressive person, they hate authority. And so this passive-aggressive behavior is a subtle way to rebel against authority. That passive-aggressive person, As long as they think they're doing something, you almost, if you wanted to be the same devil they were, were, you could use reverse psychology to get them to do stuff all the time. As long as they think I'm doing this on my own and it was my idea, (laughs) they're going to do it with excellence. But the minute you tell them, you know I whispered that to you when you were in your sleep. You weren't dreaming. I, I told you what to do now it's a problem because in reality they really have a problem with authority and they know better than to just tell you no I'm not going to do that they know you know especially if they if they call themselves believers they know they can't get away with that they know in their hearts God will not excuse me saying no to my own authority but I'm not going to wash every pot and pan that's in there. I, I'm going to find little sneaky ways to, to just not do what you're telling me to do. And when I am doing it, I'm going to do it halfway. I'm not going to do it on time. Oh, they got all kinds of ways to go to hell. All kinds of ways. My mother, when I was growing up, She used to tell us, y'all spend more time trying not to work. If you would just sweep the floor like I told you, you'd be done in a few minutes. But because you don't want to do it, does everybody understand that? (laughs) Passive aggression, it, it starts when they this high. When you've put something in front of them and they refuse to eat. You're a silly parent if you give them something else. You'll eat this carpet here if you're hungry. Does everybody understand that? In my household, what you know, <laughs> we didn't all get different types of eggs. It was all scrambled. It wasn't going to be what you, so what do you want? You want scrambled eggs? Okay, I'll scramble you. What do you want? Sunny, okay, I'll sunny side you up. You want boiled? It wasn't none of that. Does everybody, we might as well have all been eating out of the same pot. But it starts this high. I don't want to eat that. Okay, well you're not hungry then. You come, you know, you'll get hungry. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) And unfortunately, this high grows up this high. Still don't want to talk. Still don't want to express what's in their heart because they know it's wrong, and that that passive aggressive person, they're hard, they're very, very, very hard. It's hard for them to grow in the Lord because they're not real with themselves. Does everybody understand that? How can you correct a passive aggressive person if the Holy Spirit don't tell you what they what the anger is about, what the subtleness is about, what the bad attitude is about? it it'll take years for them to finally admit you know I, w- I was mad at you about this that that's the reason why I wasn't talking to you. I told you there was a there was a woman came to my wife one day said you might you might have noticed I hadn't been talking to you my wife no, I didn't notice that I sure didn't came right down the sanctuary and told you might have noticed I hadn't been talking to you. My wife said, no, I didn't notice that. Now you got something else to be mad about. Does everybody understand that? Now that witchcraft don't work. And that's what it is at its core. It is witchcraft. Now I believe if we call ourselves believers, we ought to do what this Bible says. Let's go to the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew just real briefly. start reading in verse 41. It says, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother, how? Without a cause. Does everybody understand that? Now, this is where the introduction of passive-aggressive uh, behavior comes in at. I really don't have a cause to dislike something. And because I don't have a cause, I, have to, I can't talk to you about it. So I have to act it out and let you know in my own subtle way, I don't like it. Does everybody understand that? But I say unto you, whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say thy fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembers that thy brother hath ought, in other words, have anything against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. So how are you reconciled with your brother, your wife, your husband, your sister? How are you reconciled with people and you're acting in passive aggressive behavior? You are not reconciled as long as you have aggression. That's quiet. That is childish. Grown folks know how to talk about the issues that they have if there really are issues. But the problem is a lot of the junk is really just pet peeves. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to be an adult and be responsible. And because you're trying to help me to be responsible, I'm going to act out. I'm going to act just like a child. I don't know how to wash dishes. I don't know how to clean. Passive-aggressive people break stuff on purpose. Does everybody understand that? Verse 25, agree with thine adversary quickly. How? How to do it? Agree with them when? Quickly, right now. You said it, I don't like it, but I'm agreeing. That'll stop the passive aggressiveness. You know why? Because if you hang on to it, you say, I don't, I don't, I don't really feel like doing that. I don't think it's fair wh- what they told me to do. What do you think the devil take it from there? What do you think the devil take it from there when you don't think it's fair? what do you find that in the Bible that anything is fair? Does everybody understand that? Get over yourself. Does everybody understand that? The Lord don't tempt you with temptations that's not common to man. You're you're not tempted above what's common to man. Some of you got a problem with everyday stuff. Everyday stuff. People do that stuff every day and you got a problem with it. I don't want to go to the grocery store shopping today. I don't feel like it. Nobody asking you to go to the moon the store is less than 10 miles away from you and, and you're mad about it. Did your husband tell you to walk to the store? Did he tell you to carry all your children on your shoulder to get there? You got a whole nice car with A.C. in it and you mad at, at what? Everyday stuff you, you can be upset about. That's why I say the issue is really authority. That's, that's all it is. It, it's an issue with authority. Just because you're telling me to do something, I don't want to do it. You have to fool me and make me think it was my idea. Now, we don't get into all that psycho babble. I'm telling you, do this. I'm not gonna be nice about it, not gonna be sweet about it. Had you ever thought about going to the store and buying us some food? <laughs> Nobody got time for that foolishness, we it ain't no food in these cabinets. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? <laughs> we have created a soft world. The people in the Bible, when they went to the market, they had to walk there in the sun. And that Middle Eastern heat is a lot hotter than it is here. I can guarantee you that. And they, and they, were, they were dressed from head to toe. <laughs> I tell you, we better get over ourselves. We, we better learn how to take some orders. Does everybody understand that? Amen. We better learn to be commanded and, and have a good attitude about it. Does everybody understand that? How many of you ever watched some old slave movies and you thought and, uh, and said to yourself, I, I could have never been a slave. You think you were stronger than your great grandparents? No, you'd have been right there picking cotton too. You sure would have. Does everybody understand that? You'd have been right there. You know why? Because you would have done what you needed to do to survive just like they did. <laughs> but that, that, does everybody understand that? But today we're all free to do whatever we want to do. Ain't nobody going to tell me to do nothing. They might have had a right to be that way when they were free. What right do you have to be that way? What have you been through? Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you that it's the spirit of Satan that don't want to be told something. It's the spirit of Satan himself that know Everything. That already got life figured out. And I'm telling you, we better come back to, to earth. We better get back to the place where we can be commanded without attitudes. This Bible tells us whatsoever we do in word or, do, or deed, do all. Does everybody understand that? Do it as unto the Lord. And we have to have an excellent spirit. We have, we, does everybody understand that? If we're doing it as unto the Lord, we ain't going to be griping. There ain't going to be no passive aggressive behavior at all. At all. And, and then wonder why the Lord don't promote us spiritually. when We can't even do the natural stuff. We got a problem with it. I'm telling you, we have to call it what it is. I don't buy that. I don't buy it at all, I'm still working on it. No, you're not working on nothing. I'm telling you, it don't take you a year to get saved. Anybody can sit back and observe you and see what you feel like doing, you're going to do it with all your might. What you want to do, you're going to do it with all your might. But you're going to let everybody in the world know when you don't feel like doing something because it's going to be half done. The beans still going to be hard. The rice going to be crunchy. Dinner going to be late. Clothes all over the place. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) How do we think we're going to heaven with that? I'd like to know, from these passive-aggressive people, what is your prayer life like? I don't know where you got malice in your heart, and you, what are you praying to God about? What are you praying to God about with malice? You just got finished burning food on purpose, or undercooking it. What, what are you you asking God how to cook correctly what is your prayer life like you think God didn't turn to, turn his face from what you're doing behind the scenes in your heart what kind of relationship do you really do you think God is a fool you think he don't see what's going on does everybody understand that the old people used to say, quit playing with me. That's what they tell children when, when children thought they were just as stupid as they were. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Adults didn't play with children. You go on somewhere, quit playing with me. And the Lord is saying the same thing. Stop playing with them. If you're going to do it, do it with all your heart. Or just tell God, no, I, don't, I ain't going to do it. The Lord told the story of two two men. that They were told to go out in the field and work. One of them said, I I go, Lord, and didn't go. The other one said, I will not go. But after a while, he changed his mind and went. And the Lord said, which one of them was right? The one that said, I will not go, but he eventually went. The other one was passive aggressive. I'll go and have no intention of going. I don't mind doing this. But I have no intent. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. Does everybody understand that? Can, can you understand how that's a miserable life when you feel like I? If you just really knew how much I want to punch you in the face right now, you get out of my face. But because you don't know it, I'm gonna go ahead and cook for you. <laughs> What are you saying that night when you get on your knees to pray? Lord, help me, or help them, Lord. Just please stop them from coming around. Lord, help them to stop being fake. (laughs) Something. The Lord wants us to be real. And I'm telling you, our Christian walk starts with our honesty. And all things. Our Christian walk, it starts with our honesty. You might be asked a lot of things to do that you don't want to do. That's life. But you have to pray, Lord, help me to have a right attitude about what I'm doing. Help me to do it with all my might. If you don't pray that prayer, then the devil is giving you all kinds of ideas to rebel. Just don't don't do it right. They'll ask somebody else next time. Just mess it up. Just take your time and act like you forgot. I'm telling you, I got plenty of whoopings for forgetting. Does everybody understand that? That was not an excuse. You you got pen and paper, you write it down. (laughs) My prize is that we'll grow up. This is, listen, this ain't some Holy Ghost thing where, uh, uh, Lord, if you just give me the Holy Ghost and I speak in tongues, I can get past this behavior. This ain't nothing you have to grow in. You just got to stop being a witch or a warlock. Does everybody understand that? You just have to make up your mind. The Bible says in the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation that all liars will have their part in the lake of fire, and I don't want no part of that. So I'm I'm gonna quit lying. I'm gonna start being truthful. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this word that we've heard today. God, we pray that you will help us to live in truth, not only with one another, Lord, but with ourselves, knowing, Lord, that you are a righteous judge. And all, and although others may not be able to read our minds and hearts, Lord, you know our hearts and our minds and the way we really feel about things. Lord, help us to, to work these things out. Help us, Lord, to have good attitudes about things we've been tasked to do. Help us, Lord, not to come against your word. Help us, Lord, to see where we are and help us to get to the place where we need to be so that we can spend an eternity with you in the name of jesus christ we pray amen all right the lord will now we'll go back to the back and we'll discuss the things that we've heard today all right so you're dismissed now in the name of the lord jesus christ